the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. We are back. Hour number two with Pastor Phil Howard joining you tonight. And the phone lines are open. We've got uh, LaVon, I think, in San Francisco. We'll get to you in just a moment, LaVon. But uh, meanwhile, there is another line open at 888-367-5329. That's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Pastor Phil Howard. He is the founding pastor of Valley Bible Church, Pastor Emeritus. Valley Bible Church, and he is our host tonight here on Lifeline. Pastor Phil, as we uh, begin hour number two, I wanted to shift gears subtly. Um, It's not a complete shift of gears. It's just kind of going into overdrive here. So many of us are thinking, yeah, we know what we need to do. We've got this amazing opportunity, but we still are kind of holding back from just pulling the trigger and diving in to the deep end. And uh, I I think something that will help us tremendously is if you would just take out your paintbrush and paint a few strokes of who it is that we serve, who it is that has redeemed us, that elder brother of ours, the the lover of our souls. Talk about him for a couple of moments, will you? I would love to. I think of uh, what uh, Colossians says about him, said that he has the supremacy in everything. He is the preeminent one. And I think he is the friend of sinners. He is. I love the book of Ruth because it uses a Hebrew word to speak of the hero in the stories, Boaz, and a Moabite girl follows her mother-in-law, Naomi, back to Bethlehem, and there they find out their property is about to be lost. The husbands have died. Poverty is surrounding them. And uh, But to get everything back, you had to have a kinsman, someone who is a relative. Only they could pay your debts, get you out of this uh, embarrassment. Uh, and in the story... This little uh, Moabite girl, Ruth, that one of Naomi's sons had married, had they had a near kinsman, and when they went to the city gate, the man said, uh, the near kinsman, oh yes, I will be glad to buy back the property. And all of a sudden it was said, with the property comes the girl. And he says, Oh, no, I want property. I don't want the girl. And Boaz steps up, and he said, Oh, I want the girl, and I'll buy the property, just part of the deal. But you see, I'm willing to end her poverty, to end her sorrow, and I'll become her redeemer. And so when I read in the New Testament that God became a man, and that in Hebrews 2, 
this man said, I'm not ashamed to call you my brothers. I came to buy you as a family favor. God came among us. We who had broke his commandments, we who had failed to ever measure up, we were in the poverty of our sin in the lost night. And guess who steps up at Calvary and says, Father, I'll pay the full price to buy sinners out of their poverty, their eternal lostness. Would you please accept my death and let them become a part of the divine family? And you know what? God the Father said, it's a deal. Your life could buy a thousand worlds all over, my son. And if you don't die for Andy Froyle and Phil Howard and millions and millions and millions of sinners, I accept it as full payment for the debt of sin. And now Christ is talking to you, sir, and talking to you, dear lady. He's saying, I have put such a value on your eternal state. I lay down a price, not silver and gold, but blood, I sacrifice my life to buy you a right into this family. And Peter said it so beautifully. We have become a part, partaker of God's divine nature. And that used to bother me, because I thought, well, we did become deity. Why, some make us gods. How can you say that? And God said, I shared my life with you. I shared eternal life. Christ is eternal life. And he's our elder brother that bought us. He had to become my kinsman, and he did, in order that he may sacrifice and buy us out of our poverty. And so here we are. We're compelled to tell you, find in Christ all the treasures of God. Colossians says, Every rich thing God has to offer the human race is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found in cults. It's not found in world religions who may acknowledge Jesus as a good teacher. But no, no, he is a redeeming kinsman. He became flesh to identify with us that he might buy us out of the poverty of sin. Why don't you receive him? Why Why is good news rejected by so many? And we need good news. We need to know there's life beyond coronavirus. There is life beyond this shutdown. Even if we die, when the kinsman brother has been received by simple trust, I take you, Christ. The grace of God will make you his child and nothing will ever separate you from the love of God from then on. What what an offer. No charge, no sales job, no gimmick going on here, friend. This is the gospel. The free gift of God is that the God we sinned against has become the only one that would stand good for our debt. And the cross was where he paid it. He said at the end, it is paid in full. It is finished. 
And so what a gospel that compels myself, pastors, preachers, evangelists, Sunday school teachers, deacons, just flawed people. We're all flawed sinners, but not our elder brother. He was free from sin, or else he could not pay your debt. And come. The gospel says, come to him, and he'll make you a part of the family, the forever family. Mm. I remember, Pastor Phil, um, this was years ago, we were... Uh, a bunch of us were rafting down the Rogue River, as a matter of fact, southern Oregon, and uh, we hit a, a stretch of rapids, and our boat flipped. And the four guys that were in our boat, we were laughing and having a blast. And one of the friends was looking at me saying, hey, grab a hold of my hand. And I didn't take notice of him. And I'd, he asked again, he said, grab a hold of my hand. And I looked at him, and I could see the stark terror in his eyes. Come to find out, he didn't know how to swim. And he didn't have oh a life my. vest. Yeah. And I grabbed his hand, and it changed our relationship. It was different. He was, he would have given me the shirt off his back. There was a, a love he had for me. And I can't help but think that that is the relationship that el, our elder brother has with us. He, 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 we come to that point where we say, we're drowning. Grab a hold of my hand. And he is so eager and anxious to grab that hand and pull us up and pull us out and set us on a rock that is something far greater than moment-by-moment moment lives that we live. It stretches into eternity. Man, brother, that's absolutely uh, sweet and tender. We need to take a quick time out. We'll come back, continue the conversation. Um, we have, uh, well, obviously, some bills to pay, but also, um, LaVon, you're waiting patiently online. You're on deck when we come back. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center. Let's take a quick look at your commute. And now, back to Lifeline. Pastor Phil Howard is in the house tonight. He is Pastor Emeritus of Valley Bible Church and founder of Valley Bible Church in Hercules, as a matter of fact, host of Truth for Today. You can catch that program Monday through Friday right here on KFAX, 5.30 to 6, Sundays, 8.30 in the morning. We've got uh, LaVon, who's been patiently waiting uh, to uh, chime in here tonight, Pastor Phil from San Francisco. LaVon, thank you for waiting, and welcome to Lifeline. You're on with Pastor Phil. Thank you ever so much. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to just say I really appreciate, there was no questions, no uh, interrogative uh, uh, questioning of any sort. It was just the idea that I agreed to the terms of you know, finding ways, constructive things, positive things that relates to God's spirit and such things, you know, like reading his word, meditating on his word, uh, getting a greater understanding of his word, how to apply that word to your life. And when I say that, I'm speaking of Levon uh, at this time and anyone else who might agree with that. And then... Uh, secondly, to say, uh, with this coronavirus, everything is, is off kilter. Everything is moving here, moving there, and everywhere. And the focus, being focused, is very important and vital. And I believe he wants us to sing songs. I'm a songwriter. I like to write songs as God give me the words to the songs. Whatever it is that he gives you, some might knit, some might crochet, some might paint. 
whatever it is, do it all to please God. And be an encourager to someone who might be in the hospital, somebody who you might not know that needs prayer through someone you might know. (laughs) So there are things that we could do that would take ourselves out of the equation and see about the needs of other people. And these are just some of the things that I thought I would bring to the table. And thank you for taking my call today. LaVon, thank you so very much for calling here tonight on Lifeline. That does leave a line open at 888-367-5329. And really, she kind of touched on what we've been talking about tonight, Phil, that getting outside of self and looking around to see who we might be able to bless. I mean, we might be still shelter in place for the most part, but uh, that doesn't mean we can't put on a mask and some gloves and uh, while we're at Walmart or wherever we might be out and about doing what we need to do, uh, that when we come in contact with folks, we can still be uh, a, a light in a dark place, can't we? We can. We can. And I... I think that uh, we are such a, such a blessed people. Uh, uh, my wife's people, uh, some of them came from Nebraska, and uh, they were born back there in the 1800s and lived in sod huts, uh, no indoor facilities, no running water, winters that were brutal. And this was not because of a pandemic. It was the survivors coming west. I mean, if you could see an 1800s, you know, program, I saw a uh, an African American man being interviewed uh, that uh, was a sharecropper down in Mississippi. Way back, I think his parents had been slaves. When, and then you see the shack he was living in, no lights, uh, no indoor facilities. Uh, wow, you know what? Uh, I have phone numbers. I'm on the phone. Uh, I can call and not gossip. I can call and read a verse and pray with someone. Uh, I, I actually have a computer. I, as I understand it, you can send emails still. Uh, you know, we, we can make this thing like, oh, I'm just cut off from them. No, you're not. You're still uh, seeing TV. You're still seeing documentaries. You can watch Netflix. No, we're blessed. We're blessed. We're suffering a hardship. But I think of people that have nothing in that house, no, no electronics, no diversion, just them or the, the company they're with. No, we're blessed. Let's use our phones for God. Let's use our computers for God. And we can keep in touch. Well, and there, there's also pen and paper, too. I mean, the New Testament is nothing but the Apostle Paul, sequestered in prison, writing to churches. And look at how blessed we are today because of that little thought some 2,000 years ago. You're absolutely right. A forgotten art. A forgotten art. <laughs> the, the handwritten note. And if, if memory serves, uh, 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 post, the postman is still an essential 
uh, occupation, and so they still are picking up and dropping off mail. Boy, I tell yes. you, what yes. a great time to pick up pen and paper and actually start writing to friends. And you know, well, let me we share uh, no while ago. God deliver us from our selfishness that uh, throws a pity party. And yet, if I ask you, uh, were you able to take a shower? Yeah. I, is there heat? Is there maybe even air conditioning? Uh, is there any devices? No, no. Uh, forgive the wimp in me. Forgive the love of ease and pleasure that I'm grown up with because I am an American blessed over and above even my needs. May we be thankful, 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 and God deliver us from being self-centered. Boy, I tell you, you know, I can't help but think, Pastor Phil, that, uh, you know, on any normal given night, you and I would be sitting here talking theology, working through this issue or that issue that we believe the church might be facing. But God has given us such a unique time that it's extremely practical. And sometimes we even fail to lose sight of that, don't we? I tell you, God is a wonderful pillow for a weary head. You know, I I used to say that Philippians four when he said, "Be anxious for nothing, but uh, pray about everything and make your requests known." I used to call it, "It's a pill for a spiritual headache. It's a pillow for a weary head, and it's a promise that God will give you peace." even when you don't figure out the circumstance. So you need a pillow, a pillow, and you need the peace that God will give you. If you'll pray and not grumble, God says, I'll flood you with peace. I'll flood you with peace. God, maybe you had to slow us all down to get us to start talking to you. Mm, amen to that. I, and, and and again, folks, we're... Uh... What we're talking about tonight is extremely practical. It's we're not trying to tell you what to do. We're trying to we're trying to remind you of who it is you're in love with and even more importantly who it is that loves you. And at the at the heart of that, that's where we find that encouragement and that strength to get back to what we've been called to do, isn't it? Absolutely. And doesn't it make you appreciate uh and if ever we need the one another, encourage one another, right? Uh, and exhort one another, and use whatever vehicles are at hand. And I'm assuming the phone or the computer, or as we said, you write the letter. Uh, just, just do something. Get your eyes on Jesus, and then get your eyes on the people around you. That you could say a good word to encourage their heart. Amen. Not everybody has hope, and uh, there is nothing, nothing like Jesus when there's hopelessness. Hmm. He gives hope. Uh, you know, fear is the dread of the future. Hope is the expectation of the future, because fear says the future is always negative. But hope says the future is positive. Whether by life or death, we will see Christ. Uh, whether by life or death, we're going to see the coming of the Lord. 
whether by life or death, we're going to be resurrected. Whether by life or death, we're going to spend eternity. So let's not be paralyzed in fear, but let's redeem the opportunity. Amen to that. Well, we're going to redeem the time to pay some bills around here. When we come back, Pastor Phil, I want to I want to uh, kind of move over and get some real practical help from you uh, for those parents who are wondering, okay, well, it, it's kind of new to us. Where do we go in Scripture? Where do we take our young children? Uh, can we use things other than Scripture? If so, what? How do we go about setting this up to where our children become excited about what we're excited about. So that's on the other side of our break. Stick around. Lifeline continues right now. We're off to the KFAX Traffic Center, and we'll take another look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline. You betcha. We're fastly approaching the finish line. It's uh, time flies when you're having fun, right? Pastor Phil Howard is our host tonight here on Lifeline, and the pastor is in. We're... uh, We're taking a very practical look at our lives in the midst of this pandemic and how we can how we can use it to God's glory and our good. Uh, Pastor Phil, as we begin this segment of Lifeline, I would love to get your input on some practical tools and ideas to lead our families in worship. And I'm speaking specifically to moms and dads, dads, hopefully, but if it's uh, just moms out there, moms as well. What are some good tools or some good books we can go to uh, to kind of you know start the start the fire and get the process get the ball rolling as they say in leading our children in worship and getting them drawing them closer to Christ? You know what? As you said that, I I've looked up God's command to uh, Israel when they were going in to Canaan a land full of debauchery, idolatry, uh, child uh, sacrifices, uh, un- uncontrollable uh, sensuality. Uh, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Number one, uh, as the heart goes, so goes the home. It starts with the parents. They can't be fighting with each other or sin dominating them. First, have your heart right with God. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. This is impress them on your children and uh, impress them. Some take that to be, uh, give them a taste. It was used of taking figs and putting it in the mouth of an infant, have it smashed up and mixed with a little honey. The idea was what their appetite. Talk about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Advertise what God has said. Write them on the door frames of your houses. He didn't say, put up a 70-inch TV screen. He said, somewhere, advertise, put the visual aids around with the house and the gates. So I would say this. If I was a dad, locked down, had to stay home, I would think of it this way. 
let's think of recreational and physical outlet. Two, I'm going to think of how to have fun with these kids and not everything to be so serious that it has to be God talk all the time and a kid can only take so much. But as a manner of life, hey, kids, I'm going to teach you how to catch a ball. I'm good. Let's go for a walk. We can walk. My wife and I walk daily. Uh, go down by the bay where we live. Get the fresh air. Most Americans, I say, spend 90% of their life under roof without ever being in the sun. And so we're terribly vitamin D malnourished people. And most Americans are pretty much out of shape because they're going to spend three hours at least every evening watching some form of video. Uh, I think online you take uh, Family Life Ministries uh, with Dennis Rainey, focus on the family. Boy, they've got book after book, outstanding books. Uh, Listen to music together. It's just a, you know, if you thought every night I got to make some rowdy kids sit down for 30 minutes. Uh, that's torture. The kid will despise it, and you'll hate the thought of it. And all in the name of religious practice. No. Fill your heart first. You, you get up early enough, you read the word, and wherever we walk today, I'm going to, you know, I think back, Andy, uh, my own home, my dad was a Christian, my mother, whatever, but I can never remember one time in the 20 years I lived at home that we had family devotions. Never. Never. And I thought about it because I started here. you need to have family devotions, family time. You know what it was? We ate dinner. Then we went to the piano. My sister played. We sang. Uh, every time I got in my dad's 56 Ford pickup, he'd start singing. Loved to sing. Start telling me about his youth, his salvation. I'm the baby of the seven. I... It, was, it wasn't an appointed 15, 20 minutes. It was a way of life. When you yeah. grew up, yeah. I'd see my dad reading his And here he wasn't a pastor. He was an iron worker. Uh, he'd be reading his Bible in the morning or, or Saturday. He taught a Sunday school class. Read, make it a part of life and don't cram it down your kid's throat. They'll, they'll despise you. They, hey, kids, let's go for a walk. And on the way, he said, isn't Jesus wonderful? Jesus, hey, kids, I want you to know him. Daddy's been praying for you. Uh, he wants, I, I re, tell him when you got saved. Uh, mother, tell him when you came to know Christ. But I think we've got to add fun, variety, add some sports, play a game. Left and say, I'm learning from my mom and dad that their religion hasn't made them morbid, non-fun people. I tell you, our house, we have laughed with our daughters. We have sang. Uh, we pray together. But you think sometimes it's a nut family because of the jokes and the humor. Hmm. See, uh, but 
because I think some people, everything is so uptight when you talk to them about the Bible. Be still. Don't move. Shut up. No wonder the kids hate the idea of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a time set, necessarily. It's a way of life. So basically what, what, what you're saying then is uh, our times in Scripture with our kids and our lives should not have fences between them. It should be like bone and marrow. They should be melded together. Uh, you, you can't really tell when instruction starts. Yeah, I, I think you described it. Is that something we we pick up for thirty minutes a day so we can check the box? We had family devotions. Yeah. You no, know, it'd be more like we never know when class is out. When we're laughing, when we're singing, when we're dad's teaching us a sport, when we're shooting hoops. Uh, Jesus, God, His Word it is not an add-on. It is a way of life. Mm. Well put, brother. Well put. We have to take another time out. When we come back, as we close out the program, Phil, I want you to be thinking about this, because I think it's going to be a great way to end our time together tonight. John 17, Jesus, after this long prayer, right towards the end, he says, Father, and, and, and this is this is Jesus's prayer. This is God's prayer to the Father. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. Now there's a prayer that you can be guaranteed will be answered at some point in time. So everything we've been talking about tonight isn't designed so that you and your family and your kids will get through tomorrow, although that will take place. We've got something far greater in view when we talk tonight about how to live out our lives for Christ and how to lead your children. And we'll deal with that on the other side of the break. Let's take our final time out this evening, and it is your final look It's your commute off to the KFAX Traffic Center for a look. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. And by the way, uh, while we are limited to just two hours a night on Lifeline last Friday of every month, we, uh, ooh, I'm sounding hot there, aren't I? Yeah, that should be better. While we're limited to just two hours a night here, Pastor Phil is not limited if you have a question, comment, or prayer request. You are always welcome to email Pastor Phil at tftquestions at valleybible.org. Or take that smartphone out, better yet, and use the Voice Memo app. Record your question, who you are, where you're calling from, and then email that to tftquestions at valleybible.org. And we'll do our best to get Pastor Phil behind the mic and answer that for you. So that's that's always a great little... A thing to have, Pastor Phil. As we close out our time together tonight, I, as I as we left uh, for the break, I I read a bit of John 17, and there is an ultimate request and an ultimate desire of our uh, our Lord and Savior, the, the Lord Christ, and that is we be with Him where He is, and so all that we've been talking about tonight, while it is practical, it is something that will uh, encourage us daily. It should never be an end-all, be-all. There is something far greater that we are headed towards, isn't there? There is. There. Uh, that's where, like, I think this matter of prayer or, or 
engage in conversation with God uh, that he said in Ephesians, I want, I'm praying for you to have your eyes open that you might know him better. And uh, you can have a great marriage and not know God. You may have great kids uh, and everything seems fine, but once again, tragedy could hit. Uh, God forbid that we bury you without knowing Christ. I mean, uh, it is dangerous just to be alive. I mean, the odds on the freeway, uh, strokes, cancer, coronavirus, uh, what's happening in the senior rest homes and the, the lives that are passing away. Christ is for now. It's, uh, he doesn't promise us ideal situations. And sometimes we can envy those that don't know the Lord, even as Psalm 73 did, that everything seems to be going so good and so well. But he said, God showed me their end, and their end was not good. So that don't gamble with your eternity or your future. Uh, humble yourselves under God and say, I'm afraid, I'm scared, uh, blues can't get rid of this fear, uh, maybe even relationships. I need a Savior. I want the Savior. It's not that we all need Him, but we all don't want Him. And so if you would but admit, I want Christ, I want to know what this mystery is, as it were, that you can know God, and you can know that you're going to heaven. I, I'm amazed at how much religion will teach you how to do moral things, maybe good family training, uh, but they can't let you say with certainty, you'll see me in heaven because of the grace of God as revealed in Jesus, and I've received him by faith. I received him in my heart as my Savior that bore my sins and lives again. He's a living Savior. A, a dead lifeguard can save no one. This lifeguard happens to be alive and well. And if you run to this, let this be a wake-up call about your life's priorities. They may all be put together right, but God may be speaking to all of us. Are your priorities right? Uh, this respite, this time off, it seems so bad. Uh, I'm talking to the whole world. Are you listening? Will you trust me in it? He is, he is the lover of our souls. We, we have somebody in heaven who is eagerly awaiting our arrival, that we get to see him and get to see exactly who he is and all that he's done for us. And, and, and as, as fathers and mothers, that should excite us to look at our children and say, there's something beyond us. There's something beyond this life. We have somebody waiting for us. He is praying that we would be there with him to see his glory. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. This is, this is a love story, Phil, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And let's get the vertical right 
And then he'll help us in all the horizontal relationships. You know, first of all, do you know him who is perfect? There's no problems with God. <laughs> you won't ever have to fix God. He, he's, he, he never wakes up moody. He never wakes up uh, cranky. He, he's a good, happy God. Why don't you run to him? You'll, you'll find more. We used to sing a song. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Mm. And it's exactly what Peter said. If you want joy, turn to Jesus. If you don't, you'll remain miserable. It's, uh, it's something that we can actually take to our children, isn't it? I, you know, kids... Yeah, I'm going to wake up moody. I'm I'm going to wake up in a bad mood. I, I'm going to be different day by day. I don't like it. I am I, my goal and my desire is to be sanctified in Christ. But let me show you somebody who will always be faithful, and you will. He'll never leave you shorthanded or shortchanged. Our God never. is, and, and that's the goal: is to get them to the perfect Father. I've often told people from abusive backgrounds, whatever, we're introducing them to Christ. I said, you're about to get the father you've always longed for, the hmm. father that won't ever abuse you, the father that won't ever deny you, uh, abandon you. You're getting the father. And this one woman said, my father was unfaithful to my mother. He was this, he was that. I've never really been loved by a dad. I said, well, welcome to the eternal father. And you talk about being embraced. You will be embraced for eternity. And if you want somebody to look at as an illustration of all this, might I direct you to take your kids and read through the life of Jacob. A man who, who, who is a conniver and a schemer, self-centered, self-driven, has an encounter with God at one point and then spends the next 20 years running from him only to have God come back to him in his faithfulness, even when we remain faithless and say, look, time to bring you home. I'm going to bring you home. Bring you home. He was always looking for a blessing. And finally, finally he found out God said, you can't earn it, Jacob. I'm going to bless you in grace. And the Bible says, we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Once, once we step over the threshold and by faith find ourselves in Christ. Hmm. Amen and amen. Well, again, if you have questions for Pastor Phil that go beyond our show tonight, I would encourage you to reach out, tftquestions at valleybible.org. And again, if you've got a smartphone with a voice memo app, record it. It just may end up on the program, if you wish, Truth For Today, which can be heard Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 6 in the morning, here on KFAX and Sundays at 8.30. Pastor Phil, uh, we are quickly out of time here. We've got about a minute and a half. Any final thoughts as we close out our time tonight? Well, it's just a delight to share divine truth and offer hope in the gospel. And God's Word is so practical. It tells us what to do in hard times and uh, the attitudes to have. And to love and appreciate those beings around you that can get on your nerves. Just know they've been made for eternity. And as a dad, just to think, 
We gave you the opportunity to help shape the clay to look like what God would want, and I hope influence him to go to heaven. I'm Amen. You, there's no to get to heaven and not have your children with you. That would be horrible. Yeah. Well, the music's rolling. we got to leave. Again, TFT questions at valleybible.org. Reach out to Pastor Phil. We'd love to hear from you. Joel, thank you for running the board on the other side. And friend, thank you for spending time with us here tonight on Lifeline. We are praying for you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll see you next time here on Lifeline. Until then, may God bless you richly in this time. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.